friend. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. I record this um, having received some sad news, um, which I'll go into shortly. But also, I want to focus today on change, fear, and self-compassion. Because we all go through change. Sometimes it's forced upon us. Sometimes we actively seek it. But it's something that we all experience. And fear... we also all experience whether you want to admit it to yourself or not and of course self-compassion now this may be slightly less familiar and I'm going to be really upfront with you this is something that I'm not great at and I'm trying to improve on if I can talk to you and help you improve and understand yourself a bit more then that's a massive victory in my mind so yeah that's what we're going to talk about today I've also got uh, some exciting guests coming up which we'll be recording uh, over the next a few weeks and that should be a lot of fun uh, for one Uh, and as always just really nice to hear other people's stories I've even got a booking in for later this year I know right how amazingly prepared or not, as the case may be. But anyway, it's time. Hunker down, get comfortable, as I invite you in to the safe place. So, hands up, who is scared of change well not even right now but have you ever been scared of change have you ever been resistant to change just not wanted it to happen hey it might have been that you you had a breakup and you didn't want that to happen change that you didn't want it could be that actually you were on the side of it and it really was a change that you wanted and needed and you know that's okay but the thing with fear and particularly fear around change 
is that it can paralyze your decision making. And as we know from previous chats, we need to be able to look at our decisions and go, right, this is this is what I am doing, this is why, and take ownership of it to move it forward. But if you are you know, focused on the negatives, let's say, well, it's not really helping. It's not helping you, that's for sure. It's probably not helping the people around you either because nothing ever gets done. And you might see this in, in work and with really, really decisive leaders. You know, they are making hundreds of decisions um, in what seems like the instant, the instant. Um, and they're just embracing it. They're working through it. If you look at some of the really successful people, they almost lead into that that uncomfortable scenario. I was on on a call today actually where it was really interesting because there was some real resistance to change. And it was based purely on fear fear of the unknown fear of I suppose losing what you know and that, that is it's quite a tough thing I think to acknowledge in yourself and obviously then do something about But the other side of this is that if, in fact, no, when you overcome that fear and when you switch from the kind of inner child to the grown up and make that decision, you're moving forward. One of the best examples that we all see with that is people on their fitness journey. You've got different decisioning stages. You, know, you will have people that don't know there's a problem. They just don't know. They, they don't see it. And they're just carrying on with their lives. And they are as far away as kind of possible from making any form of decision because they don't even know there's an issue. They don't know there's an option to change. And then you've got people that they know there's something that's not right, but they just don't care. Quite happy to stay where they are. Do what they do. And then you've got the people that are kind of getting closer to change. They're the ones that are thinking, right, okay, something something not right. You know, I've identified the problem. 
Right, now what do I do? I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. And it's kind of that, oh shit, moment. And we all, to a certain extent, spend time in that moment. And depending on where your value sits and obviously in line with that, what matters to you will likely depend on the things that you find easier or more difficult to make a choice on. Because when we're more embedded in something, when we're more um, intertwined with something, it's more difficult to change. But if you've managed to identify something that you think and you believe um, isn't where it needs to be, and you've then not just identified it, but you've gone, okay, I want to do something about this, then you are already on the process to making a change. How cool is that? Like without even realising it, you've already taken your first step. And actually, if you think about it, it's really a third step. Because, first of all, you've gone from not even knowing it's a problem to going, oh, okay, something's not quite right. And you've then gone from oh, something's not quite right to going, okay, this is the bit that isn't quite right. And you've drilled down to it. And then you've gone, actually, it's not quite right. This is what it is. And I want to do something about it. So you've already started. So why, why would you want to stop? It isn't actually a question of what do I do? Or rather, it's not just a question of what do I do? Because you're already making the step forward. And then as you carry that on, you then get into the first noticeable moment of change where you're going right i now have a plan i am going to join the gym or i'm going to stop eating crap <laughs> or whatever it might be this is another step forward you're doing pretty well So now you're at your point of going, okay, I'm committed. I know that I'm going to take positive strides. Let's, let's do it. Let's go. Then you're faced with another choice. Which gym do I go to? Oh, there's loads. Oh, there's this one that's got this. There's this one that's got that. Oh, do I even need a gym? Do I just work out at home? 
and you're faced with almost too many options. And that fear of change can kind of creep back in at that moment, can just edge its way in like a wedge, just knocks itself in just, just a little tiny bit. And what you don't want, or rather what you want to actively seek to avoid, is that that gets so distorted that you go back to the beginning. Because that's just harder, isn't it? Mentally harder to to go all the way back or even a step back and then have to build up again. So how do you do that? Good question. There are multiple ways. My personal preference is a values list. And now you can do this in a load of different ways. I like to put it in a, in a little table. And I like to set out on one side, these are the things that I need. So these are pure needs. And then on the bottom, these are my wants. These are things that in an ideal world I would want. And then it's a scale. Yeah, so it might well be that on my needs, it's the first, the first level is, well, I, I need a place that I can go to. The second one might be, well, okay, I need a place that I can go to that I feel safe in. It could be then that it's, I need a place that I can go to that I feel safe in and has got a certain type of equipment, etc., etc. So you build up that need profile and then you, you start then going, okay, so this is what I need. And a need is something that you, you can't do it unless you've got this. And just remember what you're doing there is that you're building your needs. And that's not to say that every single need has to be fulfilled straight away. It's not to say that every single need has to be fulfilled in the next week. But those are the things, those are the blocks that you need to, to complete. And then you're then thinking, okay, so what do I want out of this? Well, okay, so beyond just it being safe, I would like it to be away from home because it, it's just easier. And I want it to be within, I don't know, two miles of home because I want to be able to get there easily and maybe even walk there. So within walking, within walking distance. 
and I want to be able to go at X time. So it's got to be open. And essentially, what you're what you're doing is you're making a load of, load of square blocks, and you're joining these things up. Then you've got a line through the middle. And at the very beginning, you've got where you are currently. At the very end, you've got your ideal world. So the best possible scenario. Now, what you've also got is your de minimis level. So this is the, the bare minimum that you need to have in place to enable you to do it. So in the context of working out, let's say you are going to do weights. Well, you need weights. <laughs> so, so, I know I shouldn't laugh at myself. Um, but yeah, you need weights. So you need, let's say, a barbell and set of tens. So if a gym hasn't got that, cross it off. If you can get hold of those, it might well be that you can even include homeworking. But essentially what you're doing there is you're giving yourself boundaries in which to work. So you're allowing yourself to go, okay, this is my minimum standard that I need. And this isn't a minimum desired standard. This is literally functionally what is your minimum, your first block of, of, your, of your building cornerstone block without that nothing else can can happen and that my friends is where you start it's really easy now you've got all sorts of variants of that you can do a if you're a list person you can write a list of um kind of a pro and con list i suppose You can, I don't know, make a rap about it if you really want. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Um, but in every single thing that you do, no matter what, whether it's a, a, a nine box method, whether it's a six box method, whether it's a... a um, a minimum stake that that you apply to it or to minimus as as i referred to it whether it's doing some big fancy excel document you know whatever the repeating trend you'll see is that the first thing you have to do is do something so you've got to take a step and this is where it's important to remember that just to get to the point of making a decision, you've already started.
you've already made positive steps towards something. Now, okay, this may be the choice that determines the direction that you take. Get that. But to get to there, you have to have begun. And whether you are willing to admit it to yourself or not, you've started. And that's good. That's positive. I mean, the amount of people that I've spoken to recently where they've <laughs> beaten themselves up because they haven't achieved something. Um, so one of, one of the people I spoke to recently about choices just full on self-critique um, that they weren't doing enough that they weren't achieving everything <laughs> and it took me saying that everything is never going to be achieved because if you achieve everything then you've got nothing left so why would you want to achieve everything? And conversation went on, and we we talked about a different a different uh, series of choices that they were mulling over, what to do next. And then we looked back, and we looked at the evidence, and the evidence was that they'd done loads. And, like, seriously, they'd done loads. They'd taken some real positive steps forward. Um, they were goal-orientated, which is completely fine. And they were, to be honest, exceeding their goal already. They just hadn't stopped to look at what it is that they were trying to achieve and whether they'd done that and they were feeling a bit lost and the reason they were feeling a bit lost was because they hadn't given themselves the opportunity to acknowledge that they were moving forward and with that they then didn't have something to strive for and then you kind of get stuck in this rut of thinking that you're failing when actually you're, um, if anything, you're over-accomplishing. And we all, we all have that. We all do that at times. We are human, after all. You know, we, we, we're not perfect. I don't believe there is such a thing as perfect, apart from in the eye of the beholder in that my perception of what is perfect may not be the same as your perception of what is perfect so you, know, you could complete a task that you think is just the, the most perfect thing you've ever done and then I could go and look at it and go well actually no 
this bit's not right, this bit's not right. It's not to say that your work wasn't exceptionally good. It's not to say that my work was either. But it's just perception. And, you know, if you get stuck on that ideal of constantly... going beyond and not giving yourself the time to reflect you're just opening yourself to frustrations so your second task of the day is to stop so what what have you sought out to achieve recently what's been a goal of yours what outcome were you trying to trying to get to really paint that vividly in your mind as clear as it can be and then look around you or if it's not as tangible as that look inward Is the picture that you've painted the same as you've got? And if I use myself as this, if I think of success, now success, it's, it's kind of changed over the years. I mean, once upon a time, I would have said that, well, I'm not successful unless I'm the CEO of some big bank or some blue chip company or whatever by the age of 25 (laughs) which is laughable really Um, but we are naive when we're when we're younger (laughs) and that was genuinely something that I wanted Um, probably not by the age of 25 in reality but it was something I that I sought to achieve but to me actually no that that isn't success success is having a safe place to exist so a nice home full of love and happiness and albeit I struggle at times and actually probably struggle more than I should do but you know that is what it is I've actually pretty bloody successful in that sense sometimes we just have to accept that what what, what once upon a time might have been this nirvana might have been this amazing success story that we imagined for for ourselves well your values have probably changed over the years your beliefs might have even changed over the years certainly my goals definitely have and sometimes you just have to stop and realign yourself understand what it is that 
you deem as success. And then look back through. And if you think that you're there, give yourself a bloody good pat on the back. It's awesome. You can find contentment in that. You can find happiness in that. And you can also look back and look at your continued choices, the changes that have occurred in your life. And some of those would have been challenging. Some of those would have been potentially really, really horrid, really difficult. But you've still succeeded and you are succeeding. And what more could you ask for? That's a massive win in my book. So my friends, self-compassion. We, we've talked a little bit about it really in the looking at what you've already achieved and acknowledging how awesome you are is in itself self-compassion and I I am the first to admit that I'm not that great at this so this is very much a do as I say not as I do moment <laughs> but it is something I'm trying to work on and it is something that I will continue trying to work on um, and that you know, I do a lot of work with my therapist um, and I'm sure I'll carry that on from, well, as long as it takes, I'm sure. So first of all, what is self-compassion? Good question. If you ever listen to your uh, your inner voice is it a positive voice or is it a bit of a, a bit of a critic is it constantly saying oh you've messed up again really or have you still not figured that thing out Oh, you just, you disgust me. Now, these little voices, and I say voices, they might not be literal voices, but this inner dialogue that you have will perpetuate your mood. And if you are able to take that inner voice, Acknowledge it and then move on. Then you are on your way to being compassionate to yourself. Many of you, I'm sure, will have heard of mindfulness and meditation, and you might be completely turned off the second I say mindfulness and meditation, but it genuinely does work. It's actually really helpful. And I'm not just saying that. 
something that I will always try and be better at. Um, it's really easy to get caught up thinking that you should be able to sit there for hours on end and be one with yourself. Um, well, yeah, okay, that might be lovely to do, but who's got time for that? I haven't. If I get five minutes with myself, then I'm doing pretty well. So first things first, self-compassion and the tools that you've got, such as meditation. They don't have to take hours. They really don't. It's about, either in the moment, acknowledging a thought that you've had and just being okay with that. If it's something that you feel you need to take an action on to, to do something with, then okay, take the action and move on. If you are someone that does some form of meditation already, you, know, you if you're anything like me, you'll find that your mind's wandered within literally seconds. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that that is entirely normal. Your mind is meant to wander and have thoughts going on. And anyone that says that they have this tranquil peace and that they are just still with their breath bullshit mate they've still got thoughts going on the difference is that they've taught themselves how to acknowledge that thought and carry on whereas if you're like me you're probably getting caught up in it there's a nice little practice you can do with this and it isn't so much meditation um but it is just a steady state. So you would lie down, preferably somewhere comfortable. Flat as well, ideally. And you would have no music, no phone near you, no watch buzzing, whatever technology you've got. Keep it all in another room and you just have to be there for, let's go with five minutes. And you can focus on your breath if you want. You don't have to, but you can. Or you might want to focus on a point in the room. Look, at, look up in the ceiling just calm and what you're doing here is that you are allowing yourself to be with your own thoughts and you'll probably find that you know for the first five ten seconds um you're thinking oh my phone or oh, what if somebody calls me or whatever whatever is going on 
in the external world. And as you get past that and move into the inward phase, start hearing your your thoughts. All you're going to do is just know that they are there. You're not going to try and refocus in or any, on anything. You're not going to try and think about that thought. None of none of that. You're just going to have the thought and move on. Simple as that. <laughs> I'll let you into a secret here. I have not yet been able to do five minutes. The longest I've been able to do is a minute and a half, roughly. Uh, it's something I just find really difficult. And the reason I find it really difficult is that I, I get too involved in my thought and I get carried away with it. It's a skill to learn. And you, know, you can enhance this and you can go into the the more meditative and mindfulness practices of it and you know use your breathing as an anchor point and all, and all sorts of different things but fundamentally what you're trying to do with all of this is teach yourself that it's okay to have a thought and that whether it's good or bad you've had the thought and you move on Now there's something else that you can do in this as well as you as you get um, more well versed with it, and it's the refra reframing of your thoughts. So it could be that you have had a really rubbish day at work, and all you can think about is the same thing, and that's just going over and over in your head repeatedly. It could be that you. You lost your temper with your with your child and you're feeling really guilty about it. Now what you can do there is you can acknowledge it. It's really important that you do acknowledge it. So acknowledge that that is there and that you are, that is a thought that you are having. But then what you want to be doing is going, well, okay. So I lost my temper. that's something that happened but what you need to be focusing on there is rather than losing your temper what actually happened was it that as an example that you were getting frustrated because you'd had a rubbish day at work you we're already feeling a little bit miserable and the night just wasn't going your way and actually all that was happening was your your kid wanted some time with you but the, your state of mind at the time was just too caught up in the other stuff 
Okay. What I'm seeing there, what I'm what I'm hearing there is that your child wants to be with you. That's really cool. That's it. It could be that you are thinking that you can't do something. And I have this a lot. So it's, it's something that I'm trying to figure out at the moment is how to how to work out how to get back into exercise because I'm restricted to a certain extent in what I can do and yes I'm not going to be able to do a squat frustrating but it, that's just what it is so rather than that being frustrating what I need to do with that is to turn it around and go okay this is a really good opportunity to focus on my arms or my back or my shoulders or my chest or it's a really good opportunity to you know focus on doing different types of practices so doing some meditation doing yoga doing pilates and all these different types of things that are equally as good for me as going lifting some big heavy weights some would argue probably better for me but i don't do those because i go and lift weights but if i reframe that to being an opportunity and it's an opportunity to learn something new and to apply that growth mindset to the scenario, then, hey, I'm winning. And it's just an adjustment to a more accepting mindset. Ideally, it's into the following into the growth mindset and you're, you're seeing the opportunity and you're you're gunning for it, you're going for it. But hey, we're not we're not all perfect. So there's gonna be times where you're not there. And that's okay. So when you're not there, accept it. Accept it and move on. So there you have it. We talked about some changes, gave you some tools, particularly around focusing on yourself and how you can reframe some of your thoughts, but also just how you can be with them, how you can acknowledge and and move on. Also let you in on the biggest secret that there is that everybody has thoughts <laughs> and that's normal and you know sitting there for an hour and saying that you are just focusing your breathing is you know, probably not true maybe 
maybe if you're 30, 40 years into doing it, maybe you're able to do something like that. But that's kind of not the point of it either. The point is to acknowledge and be okay with that. Yeah, you, your brain thinks, whoa, that's what it's meant to do. You don't need to spend time and focus on it. Unless you actively choose to. And if you do, then let's let's think about how you can reframe it. Let's think about how you can turn it into that growth. And turn, turn it into something that is going to make you happier or just even better than you already are. Because you're already pretty awesome. So that's it for this week, episode 11. Next week, uh, it is going to be a guest show. And I've got a couple coming up, uh, which should be really interesting. So I'm going to be recording over the next three weeks. And I have got some pretty cool guests booked in for later this year too. So it's all going as always if you can share if you can um, subscribe I would be most grateful and the five star reviews that you're leaving uh, really do help just get get people to to listen listening is going on a really positive upward trend which is awesome so thank you for all the shares you've already done remember to chat with me on instagram says i am gavin clark there is also now an at the safe place official um instagram page so it's the underscore safe underscore official so if you want to hook up on that and you can find us on facebook too and that is the safe place there's a group that you can join there too and i'll post updates as we go but for now thank you for listening as always and I will send you away with love compassion and kindness see you next week